WKNC 88.1. I am Grant Golden, and I am joined now in the studio with the guys from Whatever Brains. They are our local artists of the month for November, so I'm very excited to have these guys in to talk a bit about their music and a bit about the North Carolina punk scene. Um, so thanks for joining me, guys. You want to run around the circle and introduce yourself to the listeners? Well, thanks for having us. My name is Josh. Uh, this is Will. I'm uh, Darius. <laughs> Darius Rucker here in the studio right now. Um, so Whatever Brains began, I guess, officially in about 2008. Um, and Rich, you began it, I believe. So how long did it take the band to kind of morph into what it is today? Yes, five years. As five many years, years as it's been. <laughs> so, what like, what is the gradual process? Like, how long have has everyone kind of been in the band? Like, from what I understand, you know, it's from what I've heard within the music. You know, you guys have been kind of slowly evolving a bit. You guys initially had a bit of a kind of like poppy structure that was kind of like tinged with a lot of punk music, um, and it's it's swiftly kind of evolved throughout each release. Uh, so. What kind of trajectory did you guys see this taking? Were you kind of always planning on it being in one direction? Like the band One Direction? Exactly. Yeah. Mostly. Mostly One Direction covers. Yeah. We're moving on to kind of that stuff now. Yeah, I, I can tell. I really have noticed with, because uh, we, we just played uh, No Paid Time Off in PTO, which uh, definitely gives off a very, you know, Harry Styles vibe uh, for those that are not familiar. Um, we do have very Harry Styles. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, so I am interested, though, in seeing you. Know, like, what projects have you guys all been involved in before? Whatever brands. I don't think we ever played together before. Whatever brands. No. Me and Rich did. Ah. We did a little bit of playing, in order. And uh, we've all been. I mean, I just we've been in lots of bands over many, many of years. Oh, yeah. uh, Will and I had a band once. Uh, Zabbix. 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 Yeah. yeah. That was spawned in your dorm room. It was uh, Tucker Hall. So right right around the corner here, uh-huh. actually. Yeah. So how long have you guys been uh, based around Raleigh at this point? All my life. Mm-hmm. Us as a band? I guess individually, yeah. so to speak. I moved here in 2003. Three. Three. It's a long story, but a while. Gotcha. A so. While. So how long have you guys been like following the local music scene at this point? Uh, 15 years. Yeah, a lot of years. <laughs> we got a good scene here. It's pretty bonkers. Yeah, and it's and it's evolved a lot, you know, like in in the early 90s there was there was a lot of the like college rock, I guess you could say, but a lot of that around that time too there was a lot of like DIY punk shows going on around the area. A lot of house shows, from what I heard and from what I've like read from all the books around the the like '90s indie rock craze in Chapel Hill and stuff. I, the '90s indie rock craze. There's yeah. there's actually an awesome book on Merge Records uh, called Our Noise that just kind of chronicles a lot of what happened around Chapel Hill and Raleigh, and a lot of it goes into you know like Raleigh's punk scene and how that kind of morphed into the Chapel Hill indie rock scene, which is. Interesting for those of us that were a little too young to actually experience that. Um, so, were you guys kind of in the thick of things like that, or were you more like on the outsides, just you know, like kind of checking it out? Or um, I, I was playing shows when I was fourteen, and always good went to shows and played shows. So awesome. in, in the thick of it. 
yeah, friendly so in the thick of it. Do you do you remember what the first like local band you got to check out was? Oh, when I was like fifteen, I went to the brewery to see something that was shown listed in the Spectator, and it was something called Punch Drunk Piranha. Because uh, I was like, oh, there's a band playing at a music venue. It's probably gonna be cool, right? Um, and they said the show would start at nine, and it didn't start at nine, and my curfew was at ten, so I had to leave before the show started. And that was your first experience uh, yeah. with shows not starting on time for the first of many. Yeah, I don't rock, rock and roll time. Yeah. So, um, I am interested, you know, like, uh, on the recent full length, a lot of your songs, you know, they followed a lot of similar pop structures that you guys had, you know, like melodies and arrangements. But, like I mentioned earlier, there's a whole lot of, like, punk influence that's still into it. Um, what What is the songwriting process with you guys? Do you kind of... Like, do you write it bare-boned, or do you guys all kind of come together with the ideas? Like, how do these all flesh out, and who brings what to the table with this? There's a lot of jamming. A lot of jamming going on. But none of it is productive. <laughs> it's very productive. Yeah. It isn't, it isn't. What, have we ever used anything from a jam? It's, it's all the time. But that's how, uh, you keep, oh. that's how you keep mentally fresh. You do. And that's how the song uh, Party at Your Mom's Flat was written. Exactly. Uh-huh. Our next Spelling. single, <laughs> Party at Your Mom's Flat. But yeah, my accent is still horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta work on that, mate. Work, work on that. So, uh, another thing I'm, I'm interested in seeing you guys' perception of your own music, because I know a lot of people say a lot of different things about what it reminds them of. There's a lot of, like, psych rock in there. There's a lot of punk, garage rock. Uh, when I mentioned, you know, like, there's a lot of the pop structures. Where do you think that you guys stand at the intersection of all these genres? Um, firmly in modern, electronic, popular music. Okay. So what what, what sparks that? Because, you know, I know, uh, I guess your your keyboardist, Hank, is he, did he bring a lot of that in? Or were you guys all kind of, like, interested in doing that in the first place? Pretty pretty much from the start. We, I mean, we... Yeah, I think there's a keyboard on every record from the very beginning. Um, so we've always wanted to have a keyboard player, and then we got a keyboard player. <laughs> and then we got another keyboard player. Um, and now I'm playing keyboards, and now Rich is playing keyboards. So we have now four keyboard players. Nice. Really also, the Beatles. The Beatles have always been really central. Um, Crucial where band. we. Which is, you know, it's it's interesting for people to hear about the influences that don't sound anything like the music that comes out. Because one of the things that I really enjoy talking about with people is finding out, you know, like what they grew up listening to. Because a lot of that, and I've mentioned it on the show before, like you can kind of hear it bleeding through once you hear, you know, like, all right, well, I was raised on this. And while the music may come out, you know, like with example for you guys, it's punk. Uh, a lot of the times you can hear some of that exploration. So what was individually some of the music that you guys grew up listening to? I mean, honestly, the Beatles. Yeah, pretty um, much only the, only really, exclusively the Beatles. That's the I really like the Beatles. The White Beatles. Album. Um, I really liked Rocky Raccoon off the White Album. That Definitely. Was, um, I've always thought Yellow Submarine sucks. But, uh, <laughs> it's like, always please, weird please to me, me that they spelled their name with an A. Because they were like beat, Two. beat poets. Uh huh. I thought that was cool. That was an influence. I didn't. It took me a long time to realize the they were spelling like their name wrong. Right. <laughs> like that idea. You thought the bug was spelled incorrectly. Yeah. yeah. Beatles fan from it the can crowd. be. <laughs> um, 
remember my mom had a Derek and the Dominoes tape that she played in the car a lot. And they did a version of Layla that was pretty awesome. <laughs> I think everyone Evan, had... who's not here, is a, a huge Eric Clapton fan. Yeah, one of the biggest. Clapton and the Beatles, mostly. Uh, and Van Halen. Yeah. Nice. He is a, he is a Halen nut. <laughs> is, that, is that the official term for these guys? It is now. A Halen, a Halen nut? nut. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're gonna take a very brief break to have a little bit of, little bit of our announcements that we have going on, some PSAs and such. Then we're gonna come back with a little bit more music. Uh, gonna listen to a track from Undu Trois, which we were actually just talking about a couple minutes ago. These guys were chatting about. Um, and then we're gonna come back into a bit more conversation with the guys in whatever brains. So you guys are listening to Carolina Grown. Stay tuned. WKNC 88.1, you guys are listening to Carolina Grown, that was Undu Twa, uh, and you are now joined by the good folks in whatever brain still, they are our local artists of the month for November, um, they also have a show coming up on December 6th, uh, it is a part of the Let Feedback Ring series with First Friday, um, I had those guys in here a couple weeks ago talking about the beginning of the series, they were telling me that there is some pretty exciting stuff coming up for December, and sure enough, Whatever Brains, Wool, and Goner are uh, going to be playing at Legends on December 6th. Um, and I'm interested, have you guys ever played a show with a catwalk before? With cat, a band, what? With a cat, like the, at Legends uh, nightclub, there's a catwalk oh. as a part oh, of the oh, stage. Yeah, yeah. and there's a band called Catwalk. Yeah. We should play no, we with a band with called catwalk. catwalk. That'd be cool. Just start a side project or something. Are you going to do something on the catwalk? Yeah, I'll Maybe. do, uh, no, no, Legends, no, I'm not going to do anything on the catwalk. You should uh, maybe like, yeah. You could do something cool, like we get you a synth on wheels. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. Mm-hmm. Now I'll stand in the back. Oh, right. okay. Right, so how how do you guys approach uh, playing at venues that seem like I mean, Legends seems like a kind of unconventional place for you guys to play at, um, and I'm not too familiar with a lot of the areas in the Triangle. You know that you guys can kind of get into and really just kind of while out at i guess um so how do you guys adjust your shows depending on venues if you do at all i think lately we haven't done anything like that at all i think we it's all all wilding all the time all wilding <laughs> wilding styling fill it up fill profiling it up the, you would expect profiling but no, 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 profiling. no profiling all right good good to know um one of the one of the things that i was talking about uh earlier before we went on air was uh, at the first time I got to see you guys was at Hopscotch, um, and it was a fantastic, fantastic lineup. The first time I got to listen to Double Negative, um, and effed up, as we can't say the actual name on the radio, but uh, the thing up. <laughs> fudged up. And one of the things that really stuck out for me, I was talking with Adam Kincaid about this uh, about a month or two ago on the local beat was. That guy in the eagle costume at the show just going crazy. And then it turns out that it was Hank from Whatever Brains. Um, so what what is the what is the kind of wildest antics that you guys have gotten into at a live show? Because I think going crazy in an eagle suit is kinda high up, but I don't know. Is there is there anything else like that that you guys kinda get into at your live shows? Um first I'd like to say that Hank Shore, the man in the Eagle suit, sent me a text that says a, put me on. I need number two. Talk about new metal. <laughs> um, he was going to Skype in, but we couldn't figure it out. Uh, I thought I'd give him a shout out. But uh, wildest thing you've ever done on stage? Speaker. Um, 
Um, I don't know. I, don't, I never think that we get that wild. Nothing too crazy. Mostly styling more than wilding. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot more styling. We right. put a lot of thought into how we look. So much thought <laughs> in styling that not much goes into wilding. Profiling exactly. is totally exactly. left out. No, there's wilding yeah. is there. Don't yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> get wrong. There's wilding. I don't wild profiling. too much. Um, I'd say you know the look, like the, the strokes. Face, the you face know, you make. They've got a, they've, They're styling. They're not usually too wilding. They could <laughs> yeah. actually be profiling though. I don't know. I don't know. I think they kind of have styling. all the above going. Are we styling? I don't know. I don't know if we're styling or profiling now that you bring it up. I don't know. <laughs> but say you think playing in this band is a lot like being in the Strix. Or the Beatles. What about Oasis? Oasis? Uh, they had a couple tracks. <laughs> they had a couple tracks. I'm definitely a Blair guy myself. I don't compare, no. So it's like, yeah, it's Blair. like a, a nice Blair. combination of the Strokes and the Beatles. That's how, that's how you get whatever range. Right. It's like the little band baby that comes out of it. Um, one, of, one of the things that I'm interested in knowing is uh, you guys have had three full lengths and all of them have been self-titled. Um, what's, what's the thought process behind that? You just They're not self-titled. They I just don't have titles. Okay. Does that mean they're untitled? Uh, not, if, not if untitled is the title. But yes, not it's quote unquote antiquated. Yeah, I would say <laughs> they're they're literally they untitled. Literally, <laughs> have no title. Untitled. Okay, so what what goes behind that? Forty thousand years of funk that we've already decided. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that'll be the standout because it's like this is the first one that has a name. It will be. School still sucks. I or maybe it'll be yeah. like that. Maybe it'll be a double Wait. EP. Maybe it'll be a uh, a two sided. Uh, die. It sounds like a sweet <laughs> platter. <laughs> Six-sided platter. Yeah, like so yeah, the, the, the records don't have titles. Okay, well... They might one day. Alright. If, if you want to give them titles, you should give them titles. That That's a, and a plural. You, anyone. And yeah, okay, so just I mean, y'all. If y'all want <laughs> to make them have titles, then y'all should make them have titles. Name it what you want to name it, I guess. Just draw something on there. It makes you yeah. But, do, I mean, the has one anyone with the lines ever going horizontally. talked about it out loud where you can just, like, have a link to a picture of it, you know? And so you don't need to say the word out loud. You just look at the image of it. Like Prince? Yeah. Like, how do you say that? You don't. <laughs> He's I right. thought it was Prince again. It is now, but yeah. that symbol. But for that time period. How would you make that sound with your mouth? Hmm. <laughs> I think it'd be multiple sounds at once. Like a... Uh, like a throat singer? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I think it'd probably be a little sexier than that. Then, uh, maybe. <laughs> if you don't speak Prince, man, you wouldn't know. And here we are. Uh, but uh, one thing that I love about uh, getting these LPs out is you guys have like explicitly stated what the songs are about. Um, one of my favorite ones from the latest one was, I think it was for Bellied Up, uh, is In a Perfect World, Katrina Hit Wall Street. Um, so when when you're writing uh, these tracks, do you kind of have like a general theme of the track uh, kind of in mind? Or when you're writing, is this just kind of go with the process of it? You mean lyrics or music or what? I guess like a thematic... Uh, like, <clears throat> overarching theme within the song 
like I'm playing an A and singing the word A or like the words or I just like the words. The word the words are meant to go together. They're arranged in a way that hopefully they make sense. They don't always make sense to other people. I like them. You just got to you read them. There's they're I think they're all published, right? You've tried oh, yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. They're around. Dig them up on the internet somewhere. I think they're an important aspect of the band. And I agree. You have a consensus? We have a consensus, but I'd like to have it a... <laughs> um, I don't know. I was a big R.E.M. fan when I was growing up, so he never printed his lyrics. Because he was like, you don't print the bass tab. Right. You don't print right. the horn score. I agree with that, too. I think I'm fancy and I need to slow it down. True. You can take no more lyrics. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. I'm convinced now. <laughs> Look what you've I, done. For the record, I do really like your lyrics. But you can call in at WKNC. And we'll read them. And Actually, we'll talk about Next time, them. we'll just read them on the air. and that, You have to write them down. Yeah, yeah. just an hour-long segment of them mm-hmm. just running through, like, spoken word style. Mm-hmm. The latest Whatever Brains LP. Which is what the next latest Whatever Brains LP. Kind of beat be. poetry. It's mostly beat poetry with... <laughs> A little bit of Beatles. little dubstep. <laughs> little slam poetry, too. We can't forget slam. And so I don't know how it went, how the dubstep is what clicked it for me, but I'm interested in seeing the types of electronic music that you guys, I guess, listen to to pull into your music because um, you guys, as we mentioned, uh, are definitely very punk-oriented. And while a lot of electronic music now seems to kind of pull from the heavier music, like with, I guess with the dub and all the stuff like that, um, so what kind of what kind of experimental music do you guys get into to kind of get you into that mood? Um, experimental music. Hmm. That reminds me of the song "Experimental Music Love" on uh, "69 Love Songs" by the Magnetic Fields, hmm. where he just has the tape loop going. Yeah, it's like yeah. experimental music, experimental music. Mm. Would you say that's the most experimental thing you listen to? The the words experimental music over and over? Experimental music over and over? Yeah. Yeah. Or that'll be the next whatever rain single, experimental music over and over. Over and over? Repeated. Repeated. Correct. Okay. Um, Listen to a lot of Boards of Canada. I try to make all my stuff sound like Boards of Canada, and then Rich makes it try to not sound like that. (laughs) He likes Boards of Canada, but... Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to sound like Words of Canada, which I think is a mistake. Okay. They sound cool, man. I mean, I like Words of Canada as much as the next guy. I mean, they're cool, but um, I don't know. Their sound is very much their sound, and I'm not trying to cop their sound. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could ever actually do that. I could, so I feel like I could uh, totally cop their sound. (laughs) I just hold back. Yeah, I think they do a lot of stuff to tape. I know they do a lot of analog stuff, so you could do the actual sequencing, but... Yeah, they do a lot of stuff to tape, which I don't have that kind of access right now, but... And so it seems like there is, I guess, kind of like similar influences, but each one of you definitely has your own kind of like particularized musical tastes. Um, do you guys kind of foray into other projects outside of Whatever Brains? Not musical for me right now, no. My thing. I keep my hairy stylings. Within, In one direction. Within the brains. That's right. Like we said, Beatles, One Direction. Um, Backstreet Boys, are we going to include them? Too? Evan, Evan is not here. He plays in Black Zinfandel. That's right. We have okay. Black Zinfandel connection. Um, Hank is not here. 
He's a he, DJ. He's DJ Big Hank. Yes, which he is off in Chicago right now, right? Is and is that <clears throat> musically oriented excursion? Yeah, he's uh getting real big in the footwork scene up there. Um yeah. He's going for it. And Doing so it. So how does that all kind of coincide with whatever brains like um you guys haven't really done a whole lot of touring on the latest album. I don't know if you have a lot of plans to do so with it. Um, how does that play out for you guys? Um, we're going on a tour in January for three days. Uh huh. That's a long. It's not really a long time. Three days. <laughs> that was my announcer voice. Where are we going? Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, uh, warmer in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just head south. It doesn't migrate. Uh, yeah, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Raleigh, right? Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm in yeah, we don't really travel much anymore. We're all old and boring. Speak uh, for yourself. And I guess, as you oh, mentioned, you're like in school now again, so it seems yeah. like there's it. It complicates it a bit, but you guys are still staying pretty active. Um, you guys are coming out with another release by the end of the year. Is that right? Oh, no. We're gonna start working on it by the end of the year. Okay, and that's I've. You guys recently there was a there was a noisy piece on you guys where they mentioned it. So this is gonna be a double EP or just a, a seven inch? What? I don't know. I don't know if you can believe anything that noisy says. I'm <laughs> they just, say you're I'm a just, DIY visioneer. I'm just yeah. Kidding. No, that guy was real nice. Um. Wait, what? It's gonna be. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a. Uh, gonna be we a got split. one thing that's gonna be a split rock opera with the band Invisible Hand. Their side is also going to include some uh, stand-up comedy. Okay. And a rock opera. They're doing a and rock, a rock opera, opera. Too. Um, That'll be a split cassette, I think, on Funny Not Funny Records out of Harrisonburg, Virginia. And then we've got oh, other dudes. tracks. So a, a rock and opera. Maybe we can talk Daniel of Sorry State into putting it all out. We're going to see. If you want any money, uh, just open up a record store. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, State yeah. Records. Sorry, State Records. Yes, yeah, sorry, 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 State Records. State, State, State. <laughs> Um, right next to the borough, right? Right next to the borough. Right next to the borough. Yeah. Frost, flying saucer. Flying saucer. And, uh, Ugly Monkey. And the Ugly Monkey. Down the block. Down the block. Yeah, I, I usually park in front of the Ugly Monkey when I go to Sorry State Records. <laughs> what street is that? Morgan. Mor- sure, Morgan. I think it's on yeah. Morgan. Yes. Daniel. Indeed. Has to put out our records now. <laughs> yeah, I think he owes us money now. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So, so how did the the deal with Sorry State come about? I know you guys uh, worked with Chaz from Pool City uh, to put out some seven inches and stuff beforehand. Um, what was? How did it kind of come together with Daniel? It was a long courtship. Daniel sort of scouted us for a while. Uh, he would come out to a lot of our concerts, and uh, you know, buy us dinner. Here and there. And eventually, we told him, okay. Okay. That's behind behind the music with whatever brands. Right. Okay. That's he the made agreement. us an offer we okay. couldn't refuse. <laughs> yeah. What was the offer? One we couldn't refuse. When you didn't refuse? Yeah. Was there? And he says, hey, you want to hang out? Yeah. Okay. Here's five million dollars. <laughs> All right. Did you say five million doll hairs? (laughs) (laughs) Doll hairs got to be worth something. (laughs) That's what uh, Tracy said. 
All right, we're going to take a brief break. Uh, we're going to listen to a little bit of Americans in France, and then when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about this rock opera because this sounds like something that is very interesting. Um, so you guys are listening to Carolina Grown, and we are chatting with Whatever Brains, the local artist of the month for November. Stay tuned. WKNC 88.1, we are back with more Carolina Grown. I am here still in the studio with Whatever Brains. Uh, had a couple of listener call-in questions. Um not necessarily related to whatever brains, but still something that will be interesting. Uh, one of which is, what is your favorite cereal? I ate this really healthy granola cereal called Cashy. Um, <laughs> it's high in fiber. It's really hard to eat unless you put it in yogurt or milk. Um, it's not very enjoyable, but I eat it all the time. So... In that sense of the word, that is my favorite, as in most popular cereal. Does that, that help you with your poops? Um, I don't think you can talk oh, about man. it on the radio. Whoa. <laughs> literally, I literally don't think you can. Oh, you can't? Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm just concerned about your health. It's a very healthy cereal. Okay. It sounds like it. Usually, if you have to have milk with it, it's probably. Yeah, you got to let the milk do some of the work yeah. for your teeth. <laughs> What's your favorite cereal, Grant? Um, I don't know. I've been on the Honey Nut Cheerios for a while, Ooh, but yeah. Yeah. it's a classic. classic. Yeah. It's a classic. But when you're getting crazy, you kind of got to go with the Captain. <clears throat> so, good answer. I can't do Captain, man. It's I know it kind of cuts the top of your mouth. So I kind of like to stray away from that. I'm not, I'm not that excited about Captain Crunch all the time. Oh, I really liked uh, Tricks back when they were just little colored balls and not fruit shaped. Yeah, they're fruit shaped now. Yeah, it was more appealing. Like, remember in Adam's Family 2 when the golf ball goes through the window, it lands on that dude's tricks? Oh, that's when they changed? No, that was, that was I think, the last. I think there were still colored balls in, but that was probably the last depiction of tricks on film. It was the original tricks. As the original yeah. tricks. Yeah. Before they turned into fruit. That, yeah. Wow. And I believe question number two is, how do you feel about the NBA? Oh, man, that's a it's great here to question. Stay. I think, yeah, I agree. People try and say things like it's not gonna stick around. Like, no, this this NBA thing's just it's got no legs, but it's got legs. You can't kill it. You can't knock it down. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Horace Grant, <laughs> Bill Lambeers. Uh, you know, yeah. The current players. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the YouTube of the dinosaur mascot roller skating down the. Stairs down the stairs, oh, yeah. and he trips and he falls, and you think he's gonna catch himself, and he doesn't. That was for uh, the raptors. The raptors, yeah, uh-huh. he, that would be a dinosaur <laughs> from Canada. What? The Canadian NBA? No, no, no. The, the Raptors. They're not. They're, they're, they're uh, not in the aren't NBA. They Vancouver, yeah. right? Toronto, Toronto, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't know how that works out, but it does. But they don't play in the NBA? They do. Yeah. What yeah. nation? What national basketball are they playing? I guess the North, North American. Baseball. The North American nation? No, the North American. Uh, it's, it's NABA. Con, it's it's con, NABA. You didn't know? The NASA? First, no, it's NABA. The first thing <laughs> oh. is silent. Oh. North American. I see. Right. Yeah. My bad. Basketball, here to stay. It's got All legs. Right. And... Yep. Uh, 
speaking of, I don't know how I'm going to transition Literally. from that to this, but Lace. speaking of here to stay, the punk scene <laughs> in North Carolina. Um, so it really, yeah, I think I think it was solid. Um, so for, in my opinion, Double Negative was kind of holding up strong within the punk scene around the triangle at least. And since they have Charles broken up, Atlas. it seems like there's like a hole in there. You guys are doing a lot of filling with that. You guys are kind of, in my opinion, the head of the punk scene at this point. Um, so what do you feel about the current state of the North Carolina punk scene? Well, who's at the head now? I think it's whatever brand. So that's, that's, that's us, and we've stopped playing guitar and only play yeah, keyboards. That's right. how that's working out for us. We're not, the head of the punk we're not the filling the hole very well. Yeah. The punk scene in Raleigh. There's a power vacuum at the top. The hole, the <laughs> hole is insufficiently being filled by whatever brains. Yeah. That was a big hole they left. It's true. Yeah, that is they a big hole. They were, you know. We're really just kind of like a little bit of, yeah, we're just kind of a uh, little bit of infection that's starting to set into that wound. <laughs> we're, we're a positive band, and double negative... Also, if you know two negatives, yeah. positive. So, I'd say it's like they never left. <laughs> it just canceled itself out. Right. I am interested, though, in seeing how... Do you guys place yourself within the punk scene, then? Like, if you, as you mentioned, you know, like, there's not a lot of the whole guitar rock elements in it anymore. How How do you position yourself amongst the North Carolina scene? Are we over them? Are we under them? Next to them? Next to them. Next to them. It's kind of it's near cordial. them. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Nice to see you. <laughs> Hello. Nice to see you. Yes. Do we have any enemies? Oh, we have so many enemies. <laughs> Should we get in? Don't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, dare. Okay. I won't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't We're think coming for there. you. Yeah, just know. <laughs> enemies beware. Mm-hmm. We know you are in, in, out in Fuquay. <laughs> All right. I didn't know people were doing things in Fuquay. They're not. They're not worth talking about. <laughs> hey. All right. So I am interested in seeing, like I said, you know, like where, where do you think this scene is going to go with, like I said, you know, like double negative. So I mentioned they're kind of, from what I've heard, kind of starting to kind of branch off into some different projects, you know. Uh, Black Zinfidel is doing their thing, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. You guys share some members, um, and I know a lot of people have been getting pretty excited about that. But it seems like a lot of it is there's less conventional punk going on, and there's a lot more kind of you know, like putting your hands in other baskets and kind of like still giving it with the punk attitude, I guess. I suppose I don't really see any reason anyone should be making conventional point and punk in 2014. I try and give it with the punk attitude. I mean, I like give it in a punk way. If we get, if we're gonna fill the hole that double negative left, then we have a lot of punking to do. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta get punky. We gotta Maybe get punky. We should punky listen. Punk. Uh, punk and Drublick. We'll listen to more of that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the rock. You were talking about the rock opera. I don't know if you said that on here. Yeah, we're getting. I want to get to that. I am okay. interested. If we I've, can I've got your segue going from no effects. The rock opera was thought of while I was listening to No Effects is the Decline. And that's the straight scoop. Okay, so can you can you give us a lowdown of this rock opera? Is what what's uh what's going into this? Where where will this rock opera take us? It's gonna take you on a journey. 
Grant. <laughs> far, far away. Far, far away. Uh, cold, <clears throat> cold land. The, to the Siberian taiga. It's a story of a, of a family going through a r- religious persecution. It's a true story, right? It is. In uh, pre-World War II, okay. Eastern Europe. So just wrap your mind and, around that. And their <laughs> eventual clash with modern society. Right. And how did no effects come into play? Because that's a sweet rock opera. The Decline. It's one song. And Play that next. It's yeah. It's huh. fantastic. I love it. It's good. And then some Beatles would be good to hear. Yeah. But the no effects on yeah. It's good. It's you know. It's got all the punk things you need. And a little bit of opera. Uh, well. <laughs> Hypothetical opera. And there's always gonna be opera with no effects. And now in the future there's gonna be the same with us, I think. And also rocking. A little bit of a little, a little bit, bit of rock, opera, a little, little bit, bit of opera. Rock. Yeah, like, yeah, opera rock, more of a more. Of, I would say opera rock. A, a, a rock opera. <laughs> <laughs> opera rock. I saw the Queen rock <laughs> opera one time. It was really cool. Uh, I think I saw Brian May there, but I don't think he was really there. <laughs> but at the time, I thought I did. Oh, in in concert, live yeah, in yeah, concert. Yeah, it was his. It was his thing. It was really bizarre. It was like a dystopian future, of course, where. Music had been outlawed. There's a character named Britney Spears. What? Because uh, all of the kids who were wanting that music borrowed their names from uh, popular music icons of the past. <laughs> and I want to say Britney Spears was like a real tough dude, but that was his name. But yeah, the Queen Rock Opera. Good job. Okay. So uh, in performing this rock opera live, uh, will, you, will you approach this any different? than any other track that you guys are coming out with? Any sort of theatrics going to go on? Uh, I don't know we, how we're into theatrics. Are we into I'm, theatrics? A little bit. We have a, we Get some styling that. in, maybe? Yeah. Are you available? Some opera-themed yeah, styling? Can you, can you, yeah. can you yeah. get, like, can you, uh, act, you have access this to, out? like, those hats with the big horns? Well, we can work this uh, out. Yeah, access to yeah. yeah. We, we are taking applications for actors. <laughs> if you want to take part in our rock opera. Yeah, I've always been a full supporter of the idea of having like a Greek chorus sort of walk the audience through the opera and be amongst the audience. And I'm Greek lighting. You are Greek. Rich I, re- recently became Greek. I did. No joke. He got married. Congratulations, Rich. Thank you. Yeah. In a Greek church. It's true. It's official. Party on. <laughs> uh, Matt. Matt just got married. Our uh, six-string bass player. Just got married the other day, too. Josh and I played at his wedding. Yep. Yeah. Hank was there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was a good, that was a tight career. Yeah, Hank what is Hank's favorite with... cereal? Ooh. Um, extreme Doritos. He does eat <laughs> a lot of extreme Doritos. Yeah. I think just crush him up. Crush him up and pour him <laughs> Anything can become yeah. a cereal if you put it in a bowl and pour some mm, milk yeah. on it. Mm. It's all subjective. It's all delicious. Also true. I don't know how I'd feel about Doritos and milk, but I'm try, sure I'm sure someone out there is down with it. Somebody get in here. <laughs> get us some Doritos and milk. All right. We're on that you Doritos and milk them. note. We're going to take another brief break. Uh, going to hear Elephant Gun from Whatever Brains after that, and then we're going to wrap things up a little bit. You were listening to Carolina Grown. We have segued into the second hour at this point. 
Uh, so stay tuned after this. We're going to have a whole lot of local music coming up. WKNC 88.1. This is Carolina Grown. We are closing things out here with Whatever Brains. They are our local oh. artist of the month for November. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed having these guys in the studio with me. Had a good bit of fun and had some uh, some listener questions come in through the telephone lines. And got another one of those. Uh, what is your favorite YouTube video? It's not yeah, it's fair. five different brains. You're going to get five different answers, I'm sure. Yeah, but, yeah you can't just pick one YouTube it's, video. Yeah, it's difficult. I don't have, I mean, what do you judge judge based on what? Uh, slow baby laugh. Today? Slow baby laugh might be my favorite of all time. Yeah. I, like, I do like slow videos. Like, uh-huh. I like um, Give Me Pizza Slow a yeah. lot. Uh-huh. When that was was that, I, I can't say it's my favorite. It sort of gets more on our I level. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just... Really like the Nine Inch Nails shreds. Yeah, that mm, one's great. Yeah. It's classic. Not on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, that's a Vimeo. Yeah, that's you gotta find it. You gotta YouTube. Trent took it YouTube. off. Well, I don't like YouTube anymore then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving over to Vimeo. That's legitimate. Cool. Alright, good. So, are, are we gonna, gonna hear any oh. of these like slow sampled songs with uh, some YouTube videos maybe? Maybe some slow baby laughs in the next whatever brains. There's a YouTube sample on uh, the last record. Really? Uh huh. Where does that come from? Not telling. You got to go find yep. it. Oh, I'll give you a hint. You played it tonight, though. Okay. All right. right. It might yeah. be under toi. But they didn't play on our record. No, no, no. I sampled Jinx Miller's face from that album cover. <laughs> Just the entire vibe of it. You know? Yeah. The classic overface in that photo. If you don't know, look it up. Google image search. Under toi. Jinx Miller overface. Horseback. Horse necklace. Horse complex. And there you go. Now now you have learned some new things about whatever brains music. You got a YouTube sample. Deep in. A deep cut, so to speak. I mean, it's really like right on... The actual sample. Huh? It's pretty loud. It's Temptation's song. Is it? I think. I don't really remember. I thought it was Vuvuzela's. I don't know what that means. Those horns? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The low B flat. I, I did do... Yeah, never mind. There's a bunch of YouTube samples, actually. <laughs> that song has a bunch. We didn't really... <laughs> there's a lot of YouTube sampling on the record. We didn't really record anything. We just spent a few days... All samples? It. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. YouTube? Pieced it together. It's all there. I mean, that's a way to turn a YouTube search into something very productive. I couldn't figure out how to sample from YouTube, too, so I just closed my laptop, like, almost all the way and just recorded it playing the speaker. Uh, high tech. High, high tech. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a regular Steve Albino. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. Look it up. Yep. It's a good Pretty website. cool thing. Yeah, you may yeah, have heard, heard of it. Of it. Pretty good. YouTube.com. <laughs> All right. Closing things out with whatever brains. Uh, we have a personally selected track from the racks. Uh, this is a track from Wow Miss's latest album, Subtle for Flames. This track called Farking Control. I don't, it's a very strange pronunciation, so I probably shouldn't have even attempted to do so. But playing this out with. It's, it's Farshine Controller. Farshing control A. What does that mean? Um, I actually asked Clark that, and he was like, you just got to look it up. What do you, what do you think it means? Good. Good answer. <laughs> look it up. 
kind of like the unnamed kind of like the unnamed album give it whatever you think it means you know like yeah yeah all right closing things out with wamis thank you guys for joining me in the studio as always you guys can check these out online at wknc's blog this will go up next week and for those of you that are listening to this online you're about to enter into a time lapse and you're not really going to know what's going on so listening to some wamis right now Thanks for tuning in. We're going to have a whole lot more local music coming up for you guys. As always, taking requests at 919-515-2400. You have been listening to our local Artist of the Month segment with Whatever Brains. And as always, you can hear more of these every month. Always be available online, WKNC's blogs. So thanks for tuning in, and thanks for the guys in Whatever Brains for joining me. You guys are about to listen to some Walmus. (laughs)